Right, have we all got a list of the Oscars in front yes. of us? No, but I'll let you guys lead me. Lead me lead me through. You lead us into the episode, we'll lead you through. Yeah, exactly. As always, out. I will do the bare minimum required of me other than being fucking charming. It's nice to start that. We've got a triangle now. My mum was saying the other day, she was like, it's lovely listening to you because you're charming and, and personable and, and oh everyone likes God, listening to you, Gary. And she was like, I like me. listening to Ryan because he's just so quick. He's funny. Audio boy doesn't say much, but he says has real worth. God. And Gavin's there as well. <laughs> <laughs> he's breathing. <laughs> it's nice to know that Gavin's still alive week after week. Yeah, it's like every time I tune in, I know he's still alive. Yeah, so that's good. Yeah, it's good. Uh, somebody, I, who was it? Was it Dave? Somebody uh, commented the other day, Gavin needs to blow his nose. <laughs> Do you know why that was? It's because the last two episodes I was really sick, not because of drugs. <laughs> no <laughs> what do you have to quantify that? Makes no everyone one here think. Thought. Just had to say it. Now we all do. Yeah, you know, I don't care anymore. <laughs> There's our intro. <laughs> Hello, ladies and <laughs> gentlemen. It's me in movies listening to Gary Ryan and Gavin. It's all about films, but goes off course. Will there be arguments? Of course, because everyone knows their lives are dull and they have nothing else to talk about. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Andrew Movie Podcast, where we talk about movies and pretty much everything else. Uh, after the last three weeks, where we have talked about our best movies of the entire decade, that's 2010 all the way to 2019, and as I got explained last week, that is 10 years, yes. not nine years. Um, that's on me. We're now going to be talking, we're going to go back to back to our grassroots beginnings, where we're going to... We're just going to talk about films. Yeah. Woo! Um, and this, it's gonna be a, this is a bonus episode. Bonus episode, because we wanted to get this one out before the Oscars. Yes. Because we got some stuff to say about the Oscars. We're not going to go into the deep dive of every category, because that would be boring as fuck. Who we are going to hit... Fucking editing. Editing and... and, and like well, Editing is important, but... Unless you're super into the world of editing and, and audio design and sound mixing, who you're going to know yeah, who, who the people are anyway. The visual effects category this year. Um, but what we are going to do is we're going to take the four biggest categories, which what? are Panther? best film, best director, best actor, best actress, and are we going to do animated as well? We'll, we'll see what happens. You should have seen all the animated it. movies, so. Yeah. Or mostly all of them. I think I've seen all. I haven't seen the hand one. But uh, we'll get to it. Right. Should we just fire in? I'm, as always, your big host, Gary. Big host, I don't know. <laughs> okay. I was kind of treading on your ground there. Yeah, I'm your wee host, Gavin. <laughs> and I'm your perfectly average-sized host. Big skills. Big skills. Over here. You're our snack. And uh, on this mic... Um, I can be whatever me. size I want to be, and I'm not seeing what size I am. He's, I know what size you he's are. He's the same size as the mice yeah. and cats. I've seen you walking around in boxes the other day. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> what the what, his orange fell out of his... <laughs> I don't know why you were carrying that potato in your boxes, but no, it wasn't fooling anybody. And it was baked as well. <laughs> it went everywhere. It smushed. Uh, yeah, it was covered in coleslaw. Should we just get cracking? What do yeah. you want to do first? Uh, best best film. So best picture, we have got quite a hefty. Are there always this many films in the best picture? Well, I was reading something about this. They, so there has to be minimum minimum five films, yes. maximum a ten. But okay. they haven't done ten in 
a very long time, they've always done nine. Yeah, and it's nine again. Because this it makes nine this year. No fucking sense. So this year we have got Ford v Ferrari, The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, Marriage Story, 1917, Once Upon a Time, and Parasite. So, in summary, first thoughts. <laughs> I don't. I don't think it's as bad as Gavin thinks it is. I mentioned this previously recording. I think. All right. So. I, I, I first read of that, I remember texting you being like, that's dull as shit, Gavin. Mm-hmm. And you said, yep. And then we talked about it just very briefly before we started recording. And I'm kind of with you, Ryan. It's not as bad as I thought it was yeah. on my first read. But I think what the problem is, compared to just previous years, and actually having the double whammy of like last... No, last year's was okay, actually, didn't we? Last year we had... Uh, well, last year was a fucking train wreck. Last year was... Well, because... Because of Green Book and Bohemian Rhapsody, but no, we yeah, did have things like the, uh, the Black favorite. Panther and Black Klansman and yeah. all that. Guff. There was some, but there were some good films in. We there. had the favorite Vice and Roma. I would say that the films this year. My biggest problem after rehearing the list is like, is is there anything I would have deemed like Oscar worthy? Yeah, you know, Little Women I've not seen. Little Women I've heard is phenomenal. I would say my 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 instant reaction to that would be Jojo Rabbit, which I nineteen seventeen. 1917, which I'm looking forward to seeing this weekend. Me too. And I, I probably have a different opinion once yeah. I've seen it. But I also have not seen Parasite as well, which apparently is, again, phenomenal. I but have seen every movie except Parasite. And of all these movies, I would say 1917, and maybe Jojo Rabbit are Oscar worthy. Oh, man, I think Jojo Rabbit's 100% Oscar worthy. But then I, I fucking. Man, I just fucking. I just want to talk about Jojo Rabbit. Can we just do an episode on Jojo Rabbit? I think it's really annoying, Please. though, that if we look at picture, like best picture, it's coming there, but Taika Waititi is not mentioned in best director. Yeah. Yeah, because without Jojo Rabbit, well, I mean, without Taika Waititi, Jojo Rabbit isn't the movie that it is. So he didn't not, just direct it on his own, to be fair. I know, but like he's he's had this vision for this but movie then, long before he did What We Do in the Shadows. Yeah. This is a movie that's been in his head for a long time. So he also not, wrote it. Yeah. And he plays Hitler. He plays Hitler. So not it. to ignore. To not acknowledge him in Best Director but give him a Best Picture nomination just shows the sheer blindness of yeah. the Academy yeah. in so it's many ways. Shallow. The other director was a woman though, right? What do you mean? With Jojo Rabbit. Yeah, Carthy Neal. Yeah, so they could have... Uh, co-writer. Could Was she co-writer? She co-wrote Oh, so it, yeah. Taiko directed yeah, it. He directed yeah. it and co-wrote and then starred in. Ah, okay, cool. I thought he co-directed it. Oh, my pen. I mean, he, just going down the list, Ford v Ferrari, a good film. Ford v Ferrari was better than Fe- I, 100% better than I anticipated. Very entertaining. Very entertaining. Not in any way did I even think about it. In, I didn't, I didn't think it was going to be either my favourite films of 2019 nomination. or a fucking Best Picture nomination. The Irishman. People know I fucking hate that film. It's yeah. three hours of nothing. It's empty. It's old. It's tired. It's sad. I, I've, again, heard one, one of my friends has talked well about that film and everyone else has either been scathing or just like yeah it's very long and I, I watched it yeah. Jojo Rabbit something beautiful that just can't be I matched. loved it love Jojo Rabbit it's, it's the, so good I think I, I don't know if I've said this on mic if if, that, if I'd seen that in the end of last year which I don't think I could have done because it was first of January right yeah so I couldn't have done but if that film came out a day earlier that would have been in my best of that would have been my best film of 2018 yeah absolutely. easily it that was, was the best film I've seen in cinema for a while it's, it's, I fucking loved it it's beautiful Joker. It, what I like, sorry, just very quickly on on Jojo Rabbit. What I I thought it was going to be really heavy on the comedy, but it's like every time it's you think the comedy is going to so balanced over overplay itself, it kind of stops and it goes back to being either storytelling or just like emotional shit. Yeah, Perfect. like it's, it's ability to go from a really funny kind of sarcastic scene that's just that's so well written, mm. and then just kind of 
shift into this really dark, dramatic moment that's like kind of takes you back, and you're yeah. just like, but you just navigate such a difficult subject so well and it so never well. feels jarring it never feels yeah. like oh fucking it. that doesn't make sense and then like, you get the third act when the moment the third act hits it's just a fucking emotional powerhouse yeah. through to the end pretty much like uh, which is because also some of the funniest bits yeah totally not spoiler related but the best bit ever is when uh Heil hitler the best bit is when i can't remember his little friend's name uh kevin McAllister, yorkie i and he's like when Yorkie is obviously in the Hitler Youth and he's like, they're coming in and he's like, he's like, the British are coming, the Americans are coming, the Africans are coming. He's like, the whole world's coming. He's like, in fact, the only people that are on our side are the Japanese and between you and me, they don't look very Aryan. <laughs> <laughs> so good, man. It's a fucking I actually solid joke. I felt bad about how much I was laughing at that in the cinema. Like, yeah. I felt guilty for the people around me. I was it's so funny I laughed pretty hard at that joke. That weekend has got a really good future. Both, both yeah. boys in that film actually do. He's, the wee boy who plays Yorkie's cast in something he's a uh, Kevin McAllister yeah that's what you're yeah um, fun fact I don't know if I'm allowed to tell you the story but I'm going to do it anyway Hannah's parents house next door neighbour um, her son's like an actor and he's done an actor he's an actor and he's done like a few things with the BBC and she was like came round to the house one day and Hannah's mum was telling us like oh god Elaine was around because <laughs> I, I had her on Facebook hey, and Elaine. I, I, I batched her because like, man she's just incessant and she came around she was like uh, my boy I can't remember his name he's uh, got a film I'm not allowed to talk about it I'm, I had signed an NDNA uh, <laughs> yeah <Funny. laughs> had signed an NDNA um, can't say anything about it except it's about World War Two, and uh, Scarlett Johansson's going to be in it. So he was, he was, there was two sets of kids and the, her son was the first pick to play uh, Jojo and the other boy was going to play Yorkie. And then at the last minute, two weeks before they started filming, they switched it and they took the two kids that we've got in the film. Oops. And Hannah told me that story and I was like, good, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> also, they chose so well because the kid who plays Jojo brilliant perfect fucking brilliant i'm sure your son's gonna do well one day elaine well um, he's a lot older than the kid that's in jojo rabbit as well like i, I can't imagine <laughs> <laughs> but I, I can't imagine the kid that's in jojo he's playing ages what like 11 Why or 12 12 yeah. got a beard i think he's i think he's uh, 14 he, yeah but he looks 10 to 11 right yeah. that's what he's playing yeah. in the film whereas that kid i think is he's probably 14 but he looks you know what I mean like he doesn't yeah. look like he's got playing age of 10 he looks like which is what I said to Hannah though maybe that was the idea that they were going to do originally it was going to be they were slightly older kids and then they yeah. thought this works better if the kids are a lot younger because yeah, they're the, kind of the not naivety quite fits in. Naivety. and then I think obviously the relationship with the the, the yeah, it has like the Jewish girl is more complicated because obviously she's quite a bit older than yeah, him yeah, and yeah. that kind of stuff so yeah, so yeah but there you go fun story so uh, next up on the list I don't think we'll talk about it as much as we did that one uh, Joker oh fuck hell can anyone believe this like, but I, it feels to me that the Oscars list nowadays isn't a list of Oscar worthy films it's a list of like here's three films that are worthy of an Oscar and then here are six films that are just the most talked about yeah, yeah, and it's like the Google top films of 2019 and they were like yep done Oscar and, and it doesn't like it's like Joker has you know what 50-50 bad reviews and good reviews but they're just like oh it's uh, up there on the top 10 list I'll just yep cool that's my vote I mean yeah if, if you look at last year when you had like Black Panther and Star is Born Bohemian Rhapsody, uh, Rhapsody Green like, Book these were films that uh, were kind of like either the, the music was charting or it's popular because Queen's in it or it's got yeah. Lady Gaga or it's uh, a fucking Marvel movie about uh, 
social economic issues and that kind of stuff. It's like, fuck it, we'll nominate those. Even though they don't have anything worthy of being nominated and considered best pictures. Yeah. And Joker is that. We're just like, apart, and we all said it in our review episode, which feel free to go back and listen to, is apart from Joaquin Phoenix, this movie has fucking nothing. Yeah. Like, it's, it's a fucking mess. I think the main thing that we realise when we look at this list is that people who decide this don't give a shit about films. <laughs> they don't. I mean, we know this from, like, when it comes... when uh, I think this is the first year where instead of sending out uh, packages filled with the, the Blu-rays of all the movies yeah. for people to watch, they finally set up a private streaming service that people could log into. So like, all the people... Sending people the, the VHSs. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's like anyone who's just a part of the, the academy and a part of... Just gets the, the login voting, now. They, they, they get to vote. But we've seen in the past their attempts of voting. It's like, oh yeah, my kid liked that one, so I voted for it. Yeah. So like, oh, I didn't see these three because it didn't look very good, so I went for this one instead. Or that's the only one I saw, so I voted for that one. It's like, this isn't how... This shouldn't be how that works. No, it's just like... They should just... I, but I, I don't understand, but why is it not like peer-reviewed? Here are the... Every year, here are 50 people that we pick out. And maybe... Like jury duty for films. Fundamentally. like or you a, make, a, and, and you film pick, festival. Pick five editors, five actors, five directors, five Joey Publics. You know what I mean? Like five, yeah. five of each category. And then you're like, right, guys, you have to see all of these films by the end of this point. If you haven't seen all of them, we won't be accepting your votes. You know, that's, I mean, I think that's at this point, it. it's just like, it's just legacy bound. Which, like, this is the way it's, we've been doing madness. it. This is the way we'll continue to do it. It's stupid. The legacy bound thing is, this is not this worst issue in cinema, though. So. No. <laughs> but. Shall we move on? Next movie, uh, Little Woman. Little Woman. I've seen it. Audio Boy's seen it. I used to have yet to see I it. it. I've heard. Is it good, though? It, it's so surprisingly wonderful. Cool. Like, I like Greta Gerberg as an actor and as a director. Defined surprisingly. Uh, just going well, on. It's about women, so Gav thought no, you were going to hate it. No. Yeah. It's, called, it's also got women in the title. No. It's directed by a woman. It's produced by a woman. And it's about empowering women. So Gav went in with the with the expectation of hating yeah. and came out thinking, well. He went in expecting to fucking Chinese burn himself for two hours. <laughs> I feel like I. Maybe. It's this weird, like. Like, I feel like women deserve my... What was the oh word I'm looking God. for? Respect, maybe? No, that's too much. No. We like to build character for one another. I don't like this character that you continue to build for me. Well, you built it for yourself. No, I didn't. <laughs> uh, the reason I say surprisingly is because when I saw the trailer, I thought it looked like a kind of... Trailer looks bad. One of those kind of pulpy novels from, like, the, the 30s, which is like, oh, I just want to fall in love with Prince Charming, but there's the, the outlier who's a bit of a rebel. It's like, oh, I've seen this movie before. Then you watch the film, and it's four very distinct characters, three of which have great actresses behind them, one of which, being Emma Watson, is not good in the film. And they're so... She's not good in the film? She's really... She's the weakest link. Is it because she's maybe quite a terrible actor? Yep, that, that's <laughs> definitely it. Whereas Florence Pugh, Saoirse Ronan, and the other girl, whose name I don't know, uh, are just brilliant. She, she pronounces both Saoirse. Florence Pugh and Saoirse Ronan are... Uh, yeah. So, uh, nominated. Nominated. Well. Deservedly. So I feel... They also have costume design, music, and writing. Yeah, it's like... the it's pretty good. The, the movie's... It's so brilliantly put together, minus some editing continuity issues that I noticed I'm like oh that's very glaringly bad but mm. apart from that it's just like it's like I you ever tried to make a film it's probably really hard yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said to Audio Boy the thing that holds that film up and makes it so great is those characters yeah. like I I was so even Emma Watson's even her character's really interesting because of the dichotomy between them all where like Saoirse Ronan's this sort of person and you're like oh this one character could who's Saoirse Ronan 
She pronounces it Sorsha. 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 Okay, Sorsha Ronan uh, Sorsha. is, is Sorsha. this type of character in the film. And you think, oh, she could lead the whole film by herself and she could have this kind of like, uh, I'm going to blast my own path and I'm going to become a writer and I'm not going to let any man hold me back. But at the same time, on the other side, of it, you have Emma Watson's character. who's like, I just want to settle down with a man, have kids, and just live in a nice house yeah. and have money. I was like, both th- of which are absolutely fine, by the way. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's the great thing about the movie is it presents. And then Florence Pugh's this other character in like, the book. She's quite. Can you tell Gavin's never read it. <laughs> well, not, never read the fucking book. But it's like Florence Pugh's this type of character. But the great thing is, all four of them balance each other out and give us a great insight of like we you can be any of these people yeah and it never tells you that this one's bad and this one's good and it's just, it's really well constructed i think that's the, the one bit in the trailer that i do remember being like oh, okay it's semi-interesting is when emma watson says to saoirse ronan uh like just because i want to have kids and a husband doesn't mean doesn't mean i'm any worse off than yeah. you it's just it's not your cup of tea but it's my cup of tea so fuck off although i haven't uh, made mention yet of uh, Tim Lee Chalamet, who just continues to be fucking immense in whatever he's in. He's just so good. Sasha yeah, is the same. She's not yeah, really done a bad film. Florence Pugh yeah. as well. Florence Pugh's gone from like, what was the first thing? I saw uh, Lady Macbeth. I just saw her in this kind of small little British yeah. film and she was fucking amazing in that. And ever since then, it's just been like great film after great film after great film. Yeah. Like Midsummer last year, she fucking owned that entire experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then with Little Women, she, she steals so many of the scenes because she's just so out there and exciting next film Marriage Story haven't seen it but it's on Netflix right yes yeah. it's directed by it's weird that it's on Netflix No Bombash. Bombash did it come out in cinema you say Noah Bo- no Bombash I say Noah Bombach oh, interesting Ooh. we're probably both wrong yep. Definitely. didn't come out in the cinema no it was a uh, Netflix Netflix original release was I think it? they did uh, some screenings in like uh, New York and stuff yeah, but yeah, right. okay. Netflix works it for some of these big time directors like your Scorsese or your Noah Bombash however I want to say it is they'll do like day and day release like we'll release it on Netflix and the same day we release it in theatres yeah. so for Uncut Gems uh, the Safdie Brothers new film with Adam Sandler it releases the 31st of January in the UK and also the 31st of January in cinemas in the UK but America have got the Netflix beforehand cool. so they'll do that for like big directors like that but for smaller people they're like eh, we'll, yeah, we'll release it on, on Netflix. Netflix absolute side note Uncut Gems looks fucking great it does look yeah. so good Adam, Sand- Adam Sandler hasn't been nominated well yeah, yeah but have you not seen the- too, uh, too late have you not seen the thing with it though it's not out in the right What's time the thing with it? well Adam Sandler's basically saying well I think it was I think he's just been I don't think it was I think they released it in time did they but Adam because yeah, Adam, Adam Golden Globes and all that Adam Sorry. Sandler's come out and said if I don't get an Oscar nod I will promise you I'm going to make the next film I make is going to be horse shit like you thought Jack and Jill was bad it's going to be 10 times worse <laughs> so now everyone's like Adam Sandler do it <laughs> please Adam Sandler please uh, this has got quite a lot of nominations actor in a leading role actress in a leading role actress in supporting role music and writing as well hmm. all for marriage story uh, yeah no no one back is a director who writes like such brilliant characters mm-hmm. and then puts them in a situation where he just lets them go at each other and marriage story like this his, film is so good his previous film the Meyerowitz stories starring Adam Sandler and Ben Stiller stuff is probably my favorite film of his because it's this dysfunctional family they just explode each other, but they still care about each other. Yeah. Marriage Story is almost also kind of like it's like it's it's the breakdown of a relationship in the most brutal way, but at the same time, you're just like, I don't want to stop watching these people interact with each other. Like just the, the idea of Adam Driver putting a car seat into a car and the argument that comes from it, you're just like, I don't know why this shouldn't be. Just so much watch. frustration as well. And like, like, oh. He's trying, like, it's about a divorce yeah. proceedings and a couple with a child and how 
you know, they want to live in different places and how fucking brutal it is with lawyers and things to have this shit. Like, as it starts out, you know, Scarlett Johansson's like, I'm going to get a lawyer. Adam Driver's like, I don't, I don't want a lawyer. You can just yeah. have half the stuff. Like, I don't want to fight. It's like, I want it. I want, they both want to get divorced. Yeah. There's also the kind of sense that maybe Scarlett Johansson wants it maybe a little bit more than Adam Driver, but they both decided it's for the best. But she goes down this kind of like Laura Dern becomes her uh, her lawyer and like she's really brutal and she's like, we'll take this, we'll take this, we'll take this and we'll use this thing he said and like all these years ago and all that kind of stuff and it's fucking, and he's just like, I just want to get this Separate, over with. Yeah. It ends up, he's like, it ends up costing him fucking so much money because he has to pay for all these lawyers. He eventually he gets this really nice lawyer. He's like, finds like the nicest guy he can to support him. What's the name of that actor? Alan Alda. There you go. And, Alan uh, Alda? Yeah. Hi, I'm Alan Alda. <laughs> He does that in the film. He does, and then he says, "I like, oh, no, I know I'm not. I'm a, a lawyer." Uh, and then he eventually has to get this shit back guy because he's like, "Right, this is what we're gonna have to do." And yeah. all while traveling from two states in America, Canada, New York, and Los Angeles, New York and LA. I'm putting that on my list. It's long. It's not that long. It's like two hours, two minutes. It's not too bad. And there's there's just. I think we all know the scene that oh, just fucking hell. I don't know the scene. I'm not gonna spoil it, but it's like it's just like they both sit down to be like okay let's have a conversation and poof, it goes it's places. insane man and it's like that's like a, I think it's seven minutes long or something and nice. Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson one man from the rise of Skywalker and another from the Marvel machine mm. just give some of the best performances I think Scarlett Johansson's had a fucking great year for she really she's has really good in Jojo Rabbit as well yeah she's phenomenal it's the same she's about Rabbit. to tank it with a fucking Black Widow movie uh, the next on the list okay, David Harbour's been there tanking it for her uh, <laughs> uh, is 1917 which uh, only Audio Boy and I have seen. This is it good? I will be going this week. 1917 yeah. is something to just look at in astonishment. Yeah. How they, how any of it came together. I gotta say though, I think I talked about this on Mike maybe two weeks ago, or it might have been off Who's Mike. Mike? Uh, my friend. Oh. Um, I, I talked about. It, I can't remember when, but I'm sure I said to you about. They're claiming it's like, oh, it's a one shot film. It's not. But it's not. No, I don't understand why it's they're like the rope by Alfred Hitchcock. I don't understand why they're claiming that. Just say like we aimed to make it look like it's one shot, but it's very clearly not one Here's shot. Here's the thing: one, when the cuts happen, if you're someone who watches a lot of movies or has watched a lot of uh, quote unquote one take movies, you can see where the cuts happen. Yeah, but they are smart in some places to find them. There is, uh, but why claim it's a one shot film if it's because not? Because you can put it on the poster. Oh, it's so fucking stupid. What this film is not is it's not the 2017 movie Victoria. Which is a one-shot movie. It's also nineteen seventeen does have nine other nominations. Though. It's also another two thousand sixteen episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Uh, Charlie's work, Charlie's day, Charlie work, Charlie work, which is also a one-shot episode, two-hour movie, one-shot episode. Yeah, but they actually did it in one shot. Whereas so, nineteen seventeen did fuck all. Yeah, in but one Victoria shot. did it in one shot. What the whole film? Yeah, cool. It's, uh, it's really nominated for us. Just going to get you guys off this fucking weird argument. <laughs> <I'm having. laughs> uh, cinematography, directing, makeup, music. Product design, well, sound editing, sound mixing, visual it's not effects. Done in one shot. No, Wait, you not. Only, so to be nominated for cinematography in the Oscars, you have to your do film's the film. Done in one shot, and then it's not done in one shot. You fucked it. You don't get the cinematography. Nomination. No, you don't understand when you look at this movie and the framing. See, when you watch it, you will be a change man. Well, Andrew, no, he no, doesn't no, mean it. When you watch change. the framing of certain our friend shots. Andrew also worked on this film as well. Friend, yeah, yeah, Andrew worked on the film. There's framing of certain shots. There's one where like there's a. Uh, a dog fight with planes happening and the way it goes from it's there it's a plane fight mate what? plane fight yeah dog fight uh, it's, <laughs> it's it's the way both Mendes and his team frame certain shots where like you're here and something's happening here and next minute you're 
all of it's there on top of you. And you're just like, wait, how the fuck did that just all come together and happen? Yeah. This is amazing. You're just like, it's like I'll tell I mean, you how they stopped the camera rolling. Oh they, they my moved god, it. this is your weird thing. But just don't call it a one shot film. Who cares? Me, clearly. <laughs> It's not, in, and in fairness, okay, it's, not, it's, it's not, it's, it's not, not, it's not it the films making, like, it's not their fault, it's the fucking marketing team. Yeah. It's okay, Once Upon a Time like in Hollywood. <laughs> leave Mendes alone. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And leave Britney alone. Because what's, what's stupid, though, is you could fucking claim that that's a one-shot film, because they use the same filming techniques that they did in fucking 1917. That's what's annoying. Please don't ever compare 1917 to the trash that is Once Upon no, a Time in you, Hollywood. I'm not, I'm just saying, like, if, if the, they're like, oh, it's a one-shot film, 1917, we did it all in one shot, except we had to turn the camera off, move it, and wait, and blah, blah, blah. You'd be like, cool. Well, I'm Tarantino. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is a one-shot film as well because we did the same thing they did. Fuck it. Here's what I can't wait for: is this weekend when you watch 1917, and then later you grovel to us. Yeah, you come groveling back. I'm not saying it's a bad film. I've never seen it. I might come out with 1917 and be like, "That was good." We'd be fucking better as a (laughs) one-shot. That's true. 1917 is just something astonishing. I can't believe that it's. I am excited for it. Sorry, just to preface all of that, I'm really looking forward to 1917. I have no problem with it. And that was the marketing. It's just a very small issue that I I see see the film again. Are we going to talk about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Are we going to talk about why it has an ellipsis after time? Why it has nine other nominations? Once Upon a Time. In Hollywood. In Hollywood. Uh, Seems like he's going to do a series on We did a review of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. We did a whole review. So I would say if you want to hear our thoughts on it, go back and listen to that. Ryan wasn't in that episode. I don't care. Doesn't matter. Yeah, go listen to the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood episode. It's a part of our Tarantino... Uh, deep dive yes now we have the film that seems to have come out of fucking nowhere oh, I've been Bong following Bong Joon-ho's Parasite I've been following this film for a long time which sounds like it's going to be very good he has not made a bad film yet and I don't see why this will be any different yeah. I am yet to see it and it's the film I'm most excited to see behind uh, The Lighthouse so. I'm buzzing for the lighthouse though. Yeah. yeah me too very didn't get excited. any nominations it got, got best, got one, best cinematography it? that's the oh, only nomination go. And you know what? Because they said it was a black and white film, and they actually did a black and white film, yeah. which is cool. And one shot. They just didn't say it's just on the poster. Is it one shot? No. Do you know my entire life has been done in one shot? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, that is the best picture nominations. Uh, so. And it's just a bit of a. It, it is. It is. Yeah, like I said, it's a bit of a weird one that the fact that there's what, four films that are probably worth an Oscar, and then the rest of them just, yeah, feel. Yeah, I guess thrown like, together. after talking about those, like after talking them through, it's like Jojo Rabbit, Marriage Story, nineteen seventeen, and probably the Parasite. I probably end up being Parasite, or the four that I'm like, yes, yeah. Yeah. but the rest I'm just like either meh or fuck no. What are Parasite's other nominations? Uh, if you go back to our films of twenty nineteen and just take the six films that I said, put them on there, done. <laughs> um, the other thing I will say, if we're making our own Oscar rules, and so first one is we've got a jury of film goers yeah. right second rule i'm putting in you can't be nominated for more than three three things like okay. I, because it's this is also a weird nomination it's in, it's nominated for best picture but it's also in, nominated for international best international feature film sure yeah. that's the same nomination twice why does it why does it matter that it's made a different that, country that's what they did to roma last year so they gave it best foreign language film and so that meant it didn't have to give it best picture so they gave it the green book so they can give Phil, it to no him. one can see that you got your hand up. give it to an american movie uh 1917 is technically an international film then, is it not? Yeah, most of it's filmed here. It's a British film. Yeah. But it probably had a... But why is that not classified as international? Had, in the because the, the, because the Parasite probably knows they're not going to get Best Picture because it's a foreign film. So they're like, right, we might as well fucking cover our bases and stick it in Best International because something... You know what I mean? Yeah, like, but why is 1917 not an international film? Because 1917 haven't applied for that because they're like, yeah, we can go up against Maybe they haven't just didn't get nominated. 
That's fucking mm. Do you know why? Because it's got English people speaking people in it, Phil. And yeah, fucking English people That's are racist as fuck. I, I, was, I was just going to say, it's probably because they're part of like American organizations like SAG and stuff like that. So they it's can then be dumb. a part of. I think the three film limit that are American and stuff like that. The three so. nomination limit is the best. Like, I, because, then, because then you would be forced to have more, like a bigger variety, right? Yeah. Because the problem is, it's like Joker, for example. So it's like, oh, it's under the best picture category. If it's best picture, it must have best writing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you yeah. can't be best picture unless you're the best sum think, of all your parts. I think that what the Oscars need to do is get rid of best picture. Yeah. Because that's stating that best picture is like, you have the best writing. You have, so what the fuck's the point in all these other well, but then like, I, nominations? I, I agree with you on that. Or you do, if you get a best picture nomination, you're exempt from the rest because yeah. you already have the best picture. Best yeah. picture. Like, it, 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 yeah, it's fucking. I'm on board for this. Yeah, we should do our own Oscars. I'll happily do my own Oscars. Shall we try and shoot through actors in a leading role? It's this is where it gets grim, to be fair. <laughs> uh, so we've got Antonio Banderas I for like Pain and Glory, Leonardo DiCaprio. That's a fucking joke. Was it uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Yeah. yeah, I liked his performance in that. I wouldn't again, not Oscar worthy. I liked his performance though. Adam Driver for Marriage Story. Yeah, I thought you were going to say Skywalker there. Joe Quan P. X for Joker. Joe Queen what you fucking call him Joe Queen Pihon X (laughs) Whacking Phoenix and then we've got Jonathan Price for the two popes Uh, Uh, Jonathan Price is Elizabeth's father in uh, Pirates of the Caribbean that's the only thing I've ever seen him in (laughs) watch him in all he does in Pirates of the Caribbean is says Elizabeth Elizabeth (laughs) no in the movie The Wife takes off his wig at one point when it's him and Glenn Close she says to him you have a tumultuous cock what is tumultuous not even remotely close to what happens Gavin Jonathan Price has a tumultuous cock (laughs) and Gavin's trying to pretend that it's Glenn Close that thinks that but it's not (laughs) you You should watch the two popes I I mean I feel like we spoke about most of that Jonathan Price and the two popes I've heard is pretty decent Pain and Glory I've not even heard of which one I've not that's I've heard really good things about it I've yet to see it I've now read about it while sitting here what the two popes Pain and Glory Pain and Glory I haven't heard of that at all I mean I think we all know that Tony Banderas plays like a sort of uh an actor past his prime. Right. Is he not a filmmaker? Like Antonio Banderas. <laughs> 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 He's typecast. Yeah. Uh, so it's very clear Wacky Phoenix will win us for the Joker. Phoenix will win that. I'm not, I have no problems with that because he fucking made that film without yeah. him. It would have been fucking It's a shame because I think that people need to really start realising that Adam Driver's a fucking Adam actor. Driver is the boss. Adam Driver, if Wacky Phoenix was not in that, Adam Driver would win that. His oh, yeah. marriage story performance is insane. Whereas Leonardo good. DiCaprio should just go sit in a toilet and give up because I don't I'll never anymore. forgive Leonardo DiCaprio for winning best Oscar for The Revenant instead of giving it to Eddie Redmayne for Danish Girl and the only reason he got it is because of fucking Instagram, Facebook Social and Twitter media. hype yeah. of like oh he needs to get an Oscar he needs to start making good films and then we'll think about it it's true okay actress in a leading role let's do it uh, we've got Cynthia Erivo for Harriet Scarlett Johansson for Marriage Story, Sorsha Ronan for Little Woman, Charlize Theron for Bombshell, and Rennie Zellweger, you know Rennie Zellweger's still alive, for, <laughs> for Judy. I've She's seen... Only 50. Uh, just... Judy was surprisingly good. I went into that not knowing what to expect, came out saying... That, What's it about? Uh, Judy Garland. Okay. But it's the late years Judy Garland when she's... Oh, a I'll be better. I was trying to think of famous... Judy. I was trying to think of famous Judy's. I was like, it's Rennie Zellweger just made a film, but she, she did. did. Yeah. <laughs> she's like a pill-toting alcoholic who's just fucking losing losing it completely the story of my life it's it's good though it's like it's genuinely quite good and Renee, Renee Zellweger does give a, a solid performance in it um, and it's pretty heartbreaking I think uh, having not seen three of the five of these films mainly because Bombshell isn't out yet and I missed Harriet and I missed Judy uh, it's probably just going to go to Scarlett Johansson for Marriage Story what about Saoirse Ronan for Little Women you've just uh, praised her for quite a while she, she's brilliant but I think this is the one that Scarlett Johansson is going to take because 
of that film. And okay, what she does let's move on. Actor in a supporting role. Tom Hanks. No, wait, we're not doing this one. Are we not doing this one? I mean, we ran through that yeah, last we, one we pretty could, fast. We could just do director and animated feature because we're running out of time. Yeah, do director. Let's just go right. So Tom Hanks, Anthony Hopkins, <laughs> Al Pacino, Joe Pesci and Brad Pitt. Fucking get someone for a supporting role who's under the age of 40 and is not past it. <laughs> Anthony Hopkins will win that. Uh, actress supporting role, Katie Bates, no, Laura Dern, Scarlett Johansson, Florence Pugh and Margot Robbie. Uh, I'll probably go to Florence Pugh. Class if Scarlett Johansson won both. <sighs> See, you were thinking earlier of just like... Just have one category for yeah, like Scarlett Johansson can literally win best supporting actress and best actress. Yeah, how how pointless of a thing must it be? Animated feature film. That's just the win. We don't have time. No, but I just I just, I just fuck it off. Is mad. It, it, it's, you can't. Like, you can't think be. of another person to nominate and either yeah. lead actress or supporting actress. I'll just give her to Aquafina. Give it actually. Give it to Aquafina for the farewell, and give Scarlett Johansson supporting actress for Jojo Rabbit. Done. Yeah. There you go. Idiots! <laughs> you do, do realise even though we pick Scarlett Johansson for both of them doesn't mean she's going to get it. We're not Oscar. It's no, so I stupid, know. but it is dumb. So we have animated feature film: How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World, I Lost My Body, Klaus, Missing Link, and Toy Story Four. I have seen zero of these films, so, so to- I'm not going to say anything. Toy Story Four, nah. I, I have not seen Toy Story. I stopped watching Toy Story films <laughs> after three. It's fine. Toy Story Four is a nice change of pace for what they do as well. And it, it like I spoke to you about this before, Gav. It, it does do something different that Toy Story's been needing. But I wouldn't say compared to the other films that are on that list. It's also, still- from an animation standpoint they're trying something a bit different yeah which is quite interesting it looks nice animated wise but, but I always think uh, they're what? trying to emulate like actual like film lenses and stuff now and they're getting weird with it yeah they're getting weird with it I think yeah, yeah. Weird with the, it. there's this weird thing just now and it's like having animated films looking as much like a live action as you want and I'm like that's not what I'm there for whereas yeah. films like Klaus for instance Klaus Missing Link and also uh, I Lost My Body kind of take it back a little bit yeah. Lost My Body a fair few stages actually to try and keep the animated style whereas How to Train Your Dragon and Toy Story are like Let's make this look as much like a film as we can. Yeah, it's not really stereoscopic lenses and whatnot. Yeah. I, on that list, I give it to Klaus 100%. Yeah, me too. I, I mean, we were also being like, oh, we should, animated films should stop, you know, being so futuristic. And last year we wanked each other off over the chromatic aberration of Spider-Man to the Spider-Verse. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but it still looked like an animated film. Yeah, That's yeah. the thing. However, the, uh, what annoys me with the animated film section, though, is it's like animated film, it seems like if you work in an animated film, it's like, yep, there's your category. That's it. That's yeah. it. You don't get... Rarely does an animated film get fucking anything Vo- else like in a voice actor or voice acting or anything like that. It's just, yep, you get the animated picture, done. Done and yeah, dusted. Yeah, that's it, done. The, the Oscars are Sorry, a fucking man. broken system. Like, it, it, it really needs a fucking revamp. That's... 100%. Uh, how can we do These it? These last two years have been real bad. How right, can we director, do director, let's do this, fucker. Oh, I don't want to. I'm being serious, Gav. We're making direct... How do we do it? Not in this episode. But another we'll episode we can that do that. We're going to plan the, Os- the Oscars. Let's fucking do it. Let's, After, next week, we'll plan the Oscars. Here's what's, here's what's going to happen. We need a new name for is, it, though. Is we're going to watch the Oscars. They're going to be a fucking train wreck. I'm going to be left angry afterwards. And then we'll or maybe up the Oscars. everything will be fine. Nope. We've got okay. Reddit, right? We could easily put up our rules for the next, like, the, the new Oscars, right? We'll call it Oscar 2.0 or new Oscar or some bullshit like that. People will fucking jump on it. Shall we talk about director or shall we just say that Sam Mendes is going to win? Sam Mendes will win. But he, he won't. He won't win. <laughs> what are the nominations? Uh, Martin Scorsese, Todd Phillips, Sam Mendes, Tarantino, oh or Bong Joon Ho. Todd Phillips, the Joker. Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. off. Yeah, it's hilarious. It's hilarious. Like, so, <laughs> I don't want to do a live episode of the Oscars. I do. I, you see, I see, now we've I done do. this. I actually don't. I really do. I was up for I'll it. I'll do it by not. myself. Last time we done it, it was fun-ish, but it was just depressing, and it's going to be depressing again. It's going to be depressing and boring. Watching it will, them will be fun though. Wank it? off, Joker. It's going to be fun though. Uh, 
the thing I'm going to say about uh, the director is it's uh, something I was going to say about Toy Story 4, but I decided not to because, well, now I'm saying it, I don't, I'm just going to stop talking. Uh, is it when it comes to nominating Martin Scorsese and nominating Quentin Tarantino or nominating DiCaprio for Best Actor and stuff like that? It's like, when it comes to the Oscars, after a while, it's just like, oh, let's just give these people nominations because people know who they are. Yeah. Yeah. It's like when Meryl Streep always gets nominated or. DiCaprio always gets nominated and with Scorsese and Tarantino it's just like you look at their films and you look at what they did with those films it's like we've seen them do these films before and so much better Mm. but you have to remember that the Oscars is a business like everything else they have to make money they have to draw in viewers so if they have like random sort of Sundance upcoming actors for everything people are like I don't know fuck that I don't care I'm not going to watch it you have to have your big people that everyone's heard about and that's why it's always going to be stale because they have to bring in old yeah. blood all like, the time imagine like Philip seen an earlier like Aquafina from The Farewell also the director for The Farewell yeah. she 100% deserved a nomination for best 100%. director for what she did but it's like oh let's give it to two men who have done the same thing over and over again. Do you want to touch very lightly on the fact that women and and, and people of colour have been snubbed royally oh uh, this royally and they keep doing this thing where they're like last year there was obviously things like Last Black Man and Black Panther in the, you know, the lineup for best pictures. And they're like, oh, it's okay. We did it last year. It's fine. Mm. It's like, it's not a thing that you can just fix by doing it once. Like, and then, and it also means that like people, so for instance, say if like, uh, well, Green Book as well, the winner of the big picture last year is a, it's an entirely racial film. But now they're seeing that we're going back to this pretty hefty white list of films I mean, you've got like obviously like Minus the fact Parasite. that Parasite mm-hmm. is Minus like Parasite. Parasite. But again, I think also putting far- Parasite in an international film category yeah. means it's not even being recognised for being it won't a big get film. Recognised for the best picture. So and if and also see but for people it, like last year, like Green Book winning it, they're like, well, we were clearly just a fucking covering your back award. Yeah, it's just it's not only is it making it look bad for you this year, it's diluting all the people you gave it to last year. It uh, my the other like the other big problem I'm like just coming up with here. The fact that they have an international film award, the fact that we have two options for best actor and best actress. Yeah. Like, why the fuck? Because then it's like, all, all it's going to take is someone to be like, well, why don't we just put in best black actor and best black actress? And then we've got their whole own category. It's like, no, fuck off. Yeah. Just fucking make your just make categories it- more. Like- and they don't even have to be sex based as well. Like, why is yeah, best no, exactly. actor not just one big list of people? Why? Best why actor, best supporting actor. Done. Easy. Ugh. I mean, the problem is if you just do it with just one you're going to have a case of like, oh, there'll be barely any women nominated, a bunch of men nominated. But it's but the same amount. There's but just having them split up, I mean, there's going to be an equal chance for five women and five men to get their yeah, exactly. th- scene. But then it then brings us back to the problem. It's like, then you look at directors. It's like, well, why don't we have the best female directors and the best well, why don't director? Yeah, why don't they have like, they're split yeah. up actors and actresses. But why is there not well, best female I mean, director, thing, best It's male long director. enough as it is the Oscars and no one cares about half of the fucking, I mean, remember when we did a live recording last year and, when it came to like, oh, best costumes I talked about Spider Man for We're talking about Spider Man or fucking Adam Lambert's in Queen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they also they put like they announced like best picture and everything at the end. Yes. Yeah. Can, we, just, can we watch the end of the Oscars? Yeah, but it's that. the experience of me getting drunk sitting through all of it. It's, uh, yeah. Remember when I ran away and jumped onto my bed because Green Book won like four awards before it even got best picture? Yep. That was so much fun. Green Book was such a turd. It was such a piece I like of Green Book. I, I, I liked it. I don't like yeah, I listen to really our episode it. on it then. No, I, you know, I it stopped. doesn't do the job. I it stopped wants as to soon do. as Gavin started fucking <laughs> crying about it. It doesn't do the job it wants to do at all. That's the biggest problem with it. Anyway, are we, anything else to say about the Oscars? No. Uh, tune in. Tune in. in. We'll, we are, we'll be putting up a live episode of the Oscars. Um, it's not live. 
not live. Yeah, sorry. but you know, our live, live reaction. Live reaction. I think this year we'll probably edit it. A lot. Heavily, heavily. Audio boy's got some ideas time. of how he wants to work it, so we'll, we'll employ some of those. We can get it sorted, guys. Thank you for listening. That is our pre-thoughts of the Oscars. As you can tell, we are excited. <laughs> so ent- I'm really enthusiastic. Yeah, I'm to not. watch Joker win everything, and then I just punch a hole in the wall. Yeah, it's gonna be a shit show. But outside that, why do we celebrate mediocrity? We'll be back next week with our with our reactions to the Oscars. Uh, thanks for listening. As always, you can get in touch with us through all the usual stuff. I'm not going to go into it because it's just a bonus episode. <laughs> You'll find out next Thursday. Thanks for listening. Uh, we'll be back soon. Peace out. Music is life. Bye. It's meandering movies listening to Gary Ryan and Gavin. It's all about films, but goes off course. Will there be arguments? Of course, cause everyone knows their lives are dull and they have nothing else to talk about.